last time on Dark Discovery. After extensive planning, the crew of the Dark Discovery split their forces with Cranthon and Lander stowing aboard the Iron Maiden as it left port from the Emerald City and took a shipment of Dark Iron, while Everin and Cade hung back in the Dark Discovery and followed. Not surprising, the uh, Iron Maiden was attacked by a pirate ship, of which one of them shot laser beams from their eyes and almost killed Lander. Uh, Lander decided to run their ship into that ship, or he didn't decide to do that, but that's what happened. Uh, scuttling the Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, losing all the cargo, uh, some of the sailors as well. Cranthon was able to punch a hole in that ship and climb up it and basically murderize just about everybody. At one point, Lander turned into a fish, I think. Uh, so you've now taken over this other ship. You uh, interrogated the crew, and you learned that Captain Karn was not actually on the ship this time. That at the last moment, he recused himself and put this other person, uh, who they know as Twirl, not Twirl, Twirl, as captain. And he's the one who shot laser beams at Lander. And as far as we know, he fell overboard in the crash and is dead. Maybe. You also came to believe that Merrick, who was the captain of the Iron Maiden, may have had some inside knowledge about what was about to happen because he, for some reason, made Lander the captain just before the I-beams happened. Uh, you searched through this pirate ship. You found a log of Captain Karn and learned that he was under the employ of a man named Slavin and that Slavin could be found at the city of Talenthal Moor. And that is where you guys are heading to see if you can figure out who this Slavin person is, get a hold of Captain Karn, and determine what is actually happening and why the mistress's ships are being attacked. So, with all of that out of the way, what are you guys doing? Most importantly, are we in the dock yet? No. You did we are... bring both ships with us? Yes, we did. If I remember correctly, yes, both ships. If I Actually, if I remember correctly, the plan was to pretend like the pirate ship was still being captained by Toril, Lander was going to use his alter self spell, pretend to be Toril, the crew that was saved on the Iron Maiden was going to crew it with the idea that Captain Karn would come back to the ship once it docks, and then you could, like, grab him. So unless something has changed between sessions, that is what I think you're doing. So there's you're on two ships, and I don't know how far out the Dark Discovery is Whoa. compared to... Now that you remembered the plan and brought it up to us, <laughs> it's not a good one. So we need to come up with a good plan. Well, you, no, had, you had several days the, to get here, so you would have had time to have changed your plan. Anyone? Anyone? I think ideas? that's as good a plan yeah, as any. Sounds good to me. We it, it was good at the time. I, and that it's good sounds now. vaguely familiar, but I don't know that we worked out the details of who was going to do the grabbing. Uh, well, we, we know that those two are going to do the grabbing. If I grab him, I'm grabbing him by the neck. <laughs> And by those two, he was pointing at Cranston and Lander. To, we need That's... him to talk before you grab him too tightly around the neck. Visual gags on an auditory medium. Yes. yes. It's not like we've not done this before. Okay, so my question is, who is on the pirate ship, and who is on the Dark Discovery, and how far from the pirate ship is the Dark Discovery? Well, we can't be too close as to make it appear that we were... Um... Say, you know that we were traveling together we would have to space ourselves out to somewhat to in ensure that it, it appears that we just so happened to arrive in port at the same time okay so i think the dark discovery should come into port first so that the two that are on that ship are set once mysterious captain karn shows his face 
so we're actually going to have the Dark Discovery coming into port first. So then yeah. the question is, how far behind is the pirate ship? Out of sight. Half an hour? Mm, I would say I would say two hours, because it would take an hour for us probably to get docked and go through the protocol, whatever, dock master. I would just, I'm, I'm guessing. I, I don't have a problem sailing. What do you say, Captain Cade? I think we should sail, you know, just keep together on our approach, but then, you know, as we come within half a day, and then we'll start to lengthen our, our lead, and I, I think a two, uh, hour and a half is a good... A good time frame. I think I want to spend my little fate point. Okay. To say that we time it correctly to where the Dark Discovery gets there and gets set up. And it just so happens that the pirate ship comes up at the right time. All right. So, Cade, I need you to roll a perception check. 17. As you were making your way into port to Talonthalmore, which I believe we established last time that none of you have actually been to before. You certainly may have heard of it. It's not like a lost civilization. It's just a city that none of you have happened to have been there before. There seems to be almost like a, a, a line forming of ships that are coming into dock. There's a couple that are backed up. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of see the city. And at the docks, it's, it's really low. So all of the buildings up against the edge of the water in the dock, dock seem to be like one story almost exclusively. And then it sort of, as it backs up, it goes up a hill. It's not huge, but it definitely is noticeable, and the houses get larger and larger as they go back. And on the top of the hill are the tallest structures that you can see, some reaching four or five stories tall. Uh, there is definitely a, sort of a utilitarian feel to the city, uh, like a military precision, like it was built for a purpose, not just like it didn't just sort of grow organically for some reason. Uh, you do see some, uh, what appears to be like temples. One in particular on the highest part that you would recognize is like the, the, uh, Elven empires, you know, their main religion. So you're kind of observing this and you're, you're kind of, you know, soaking all this in. And then you notice that one of the ships that you thought was queued up doesn't move. And another ship kind of goes around it. And that ship, as you get a little closer to it, uh, there are cables where, like, on the bow of the ship, there's two thick cables that are tied off, and then they go into the water, apparently sunk beneath the water. You don't know what they're attached to. There's two on the main mast, and there's two on the back of the ship. So there's basically three places along the ship that's tied off. Think of like a telephone pole, how they keep them upright. And there are probably a dozen bodies that are hung off of this ship by their neck. They're clearly dead at this point. Looks like they've been dead for a while. There's like a slow dawning realization. This is the albatross. Ooh. <laughs> what does this does this look as though it was um like how the empire hangs pirates? Yes. You've not actually seen this practice before. It's a bit archaic, but it was not uncommon in in the recent past for a pirate crew that was captured to be hung from their ship. And that ship basically scuttled and, and trophied to, to dissuade any other pirates. This is clearly what this has happened. You're, from here, it's hard to tell, but you would think maybe maybe a week that they've been there. The bodies are certainly decomposing. There's, again, there's birds picking at their flesh, but they haven't literally fallen off from the ropes. Is this city talent all more? Is it like on the outskirts of the Empire territory where it would be behind the times, so to speak? No. 
It, it is a bit further from the center of the empire, so it's a bit more of an outlier, but not to the point that they would have outdated or antiquated beliefs or something like that. This is this isn't like totally unheard of, but it's unusual. It's a statement, pretty much. Yes. So, just a quick reminder. Is the Albatross your old ship or something? Yes, it is. The, okay. the Albatross right. is, was Cade's first ship that yeah. uh, was stolen from him. Um, he was uh, shanghaied and, and stabbed. Stabbed, stabbed, then shanghaied. How long okay. ago? Several years. Um, Cade will kind of be focused, uh, not kind of, he'll, he'll definitely be kind of focused on, on uh, the Albatross and... Um, if uh, Everin's on deck anywhere near him, it, it's very obvious that Cade has entirely stopped paying attention to the fact that the ship is moving, except, you know, for his head's kind of turning as they, they slowly sail, sail by it. Um, and how long is this line that we're in? Uh, you're probably two more ships back. So you're, you're going to think it's probably 45 minutes until you're ready to dock. It's about 15 minutes. There's, there's enough docks or slips for all these ships to have a place, mm -hmm. but they're having to go up. And again, there's a, like an onboarding, the, the master, the quartermaster comes on, inspects the cargo, blah, blah, blah. So it's probably 45 minutes to an hour before you're going to get to dock. How long do the ships seem to be beside the Albatross? So again, roughly about 15 about minutes. About 15 minutes yeah. each. Is there anybody behind us? Hmm. Go into my easy roller dice. Which ship was I on again? Ship you were on a. ship A. <laughs> 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 Which is the one we took over. Yeah, you're on the pirate ship. All right. Um, high or low? Feeling low. Is that a feeling low? Low. There is a ship behind you, but it's not like parked behind you yet. Mm -hmm. It's coming into sight. It probably will get behind you shortly. It is also not the ship that they are on. So there's another ship that is coming in that okay. will be in between you. Hey, yeah. Everin. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the Albatross. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you tell me that was your old ship? Yeah. It was. Um, have you seen it recently? Last time I saw a piece of the Albatross, Albi ate it. Wait, a piece? Like, did you take a board with you? Uh, no, I, I morally grabbed, you know, the belaying pins that we have along the hall there that you use to, to tie off the rope to. I kind of yeah. grabbed one of those as I was being thrown overboard after being stabbed. and It came with you? Well, I pulled it out. I mean, it must not just... have been a very good ship. No, they just left out. Okay, well. Um, yeah, you, you know, you, you tie a figure eight knot around the top and the bottom, and so it's kind of like pegs. Yeah, I mean, you've taught me a few things. I know what you're talking about. I just... Uh, it was a good ship. I mean... Well, judging from the looks of it, it wasn't a good crew. Yeah, that, that, that you got me there. Um, Are you going to be able to, to at least be focused on this while that's sitting outside a port? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I, I'll be fine, but remember how we were talking about someday you might actually need to stand behind the wheel of the ship and actually do some piloting? Remember that discussion? 
Well, today's the day. Yes. Wait, what What do you mean? You're not going to do something stupid. We haven't even got in the port yet. I, I never do stupid things. I just well, take I just take terribly calculated risks. He's just bad at math. I will <laughs> say that you are probably the most accurate in that description, but we at least... So I'll tell you what. Can we make a deal? Let's... Let's do the first business for the mistress first and take care of this Captain Karn fellow. And on the way out, we can put together a plan to take that with us, perhaps. If it doesn't get us killed. One foot in front of the other, but we need to take care of the business that pays and keeps us alive first. Fair enough. Can, can, we, do, can we do that? Can you manage... That kind of focus, I mean... Yeah, but you're still going to drive. Well, you're, you're not leaving me much choice, and if we do mm-hmm. eventually get to this boat, then yeah. Now, I do have a question, though. We get this boat back for you. Are you just up and leaving us? I wasn't... There's no way I'm going to be able to take the boat. It, it's not... It's not the Dark Discovery. It, it, I mean, look at it. It's, it's tied down in six places. Uh, and, and it's not the Dark Discovery. I would need a full crew to sail it. I can't sail it myself. Well, I, I was gonna. It scuttled. Yeah, um, I was just gonna go aboard. I, I needed to see something. Well, okay, uh, that's fine. I um, is it something that we're probably gonna need permission for? Because the less trouble, I mean, we're we know we're already gonna get into trouble when Karn passes by. So if we're gonna get in trouble by you jumping on board that ship, probably something we want to watch out for. Well, ideally, I won't be seen. <laughs> And I, I just yes, ideally. Well, I just need, ideally our plans never work out that way. I I need to see if Lori's aboard. Okay. Well, um, who's Lori again? Former first mate. You know, lady that stabbed me. I, I see your hand absently going to where your scar. It was right here. It's right here. That's not See, absently. Yeah. <laughs> There's still still sewn in my it's still sewn in my coat. Um she, so she wasn't one of the ones hanging from the side of the ship. I it's really hard to tell from this distance. You know, they're all pecty and bloaty and whatnot. Yeah, well um we'll, we'll take care of that, bud. I would like to try to get your ship back for you, but that might be a little much. No, the Dark Discovery's our ship now. The Albatross is a... It's an old chapter in my life. I just needed to know what happened to her. Maybe, maybe we give her a fitting burial. With that being said, uh, everyone will clap you on the shoulder. Friendly. um, And say, I'm glad to hear that. And we will see what we can do. I hope the other two feel the same way. All right. So are you just going to pilot this ship into dock? Well, what I was thinking is I was just kind of going to uh, jump covertly aboard. jump aboard <laughs> <laughs> while we were sitting right next to it. But if but if it's tied down, you're not going to be able like, if it's tied down, the lines essentially come out. You're not going to be able to get our ship near it without. Right. I was going to. Uh, that's fine. I can swim. And or I could was going to jump and climb the guy wires in. That's why I was wondering if there was somebody behind us. They may take notice to that. Out of character, did the name of the ship change when they went into port? No. So, 
as Kate approaches the lowest point of the ship's rail to probably jump in the water, he will grab him on the shoulder and turn him and say, hey, wait, wait, you, you meant I'm going to pilot this ship now? Yeah. It's, it's okay. Remember, we're, we're going to stop here in a couple seconds, and you just drop anchor, and, and you wait, and lower sails. And- no, 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 no. You can't do that to me. I, I mean, uh, piloting the ship in the open water is one thing. Like, I can't hit anything. But you don't ask me to, to port the ship the first time out. Nobody said anything about porting the ship. It, it, we're, I'm going to be aboard. Ten minutes tops. And, and while we're sitting here. And then I'll come back. I've seen the way you're looking at that thing. There's no way it takes ten, 10 minutes. You'll be standing there on the deck for 10 minutes reminiscing and, and daydreaming. You're going to have me run the Dark Discovery into the dock, and then we're going to be in some serious trouble. You, you Don't crash my ship. Cade, I Cade. need you to be patient. I promise. Let us do our business first, and then you can get on board. Fine. It's like, it's like asking a six-year-old to run a race the first time he's on a horse. Don't do that to me. I was figuring you were just kind of going to Captain Ron it into position and it was going to be okay. Our discovery would take care of you. While I have no doubt that it will take care of me and I knock on the railing since we're standing next to it. It laughs. A board comes up and hits you in the face. <laughs> Got him. Evan, you don't know who Captain Ron is, do you? No. No. Okay. See, I'm seeing Forrest Gump. Where he's like, there's my boat. And just <laughs> That's exactly what I envision. Kay jumping off of the boat to swim to the to boat, in this case, Forrest Gump dock. Yeah. And the boat just goes on by and crashes into the dock. <laughs> and like, and I, I'm just standing there at the wheel, completely dumbfounded. I have no, I know nothing. Which would be, gonna, you know, be fun. Yeah, we can handle that. But uh, anyway, so what we're going to do is we need, we need to figure out what we're going to do here. He's, he'll wait. And, well, Evan has promised. And, you know, if, if Evan's lying, Kate will stab him. Okay. And I would probably deserve it. So you, uh, you I fought like that you urge. So, yeah, so you well, fought. while I'm sitting there, though, I, I'm going to make judicious use of my spyglass and observe and try to pick out, do I know any of those dead people? And everyone will walk up to the ship's wheel and keep the boat as straight as possible, <laughs> um, as best he can. So, And by straight, I mean probably zigzagging like, you know. He, like he's drunk. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get pulled over for probable cause. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're using your spyglass. Go ahead and, and roll me a d20. It's not necessarily a check. You can't fail it, but higher is better. Eight. The the <laughs> decomposition of the bodies and you know the clothing. It's it's hard to make out, but you do see a couple people that you think could be the people that you remember. You do not, however, see any gnome sized bodies. And for those listening at home, Lori was a no. So, okay, that that's fine. Um, Cade will decide he's not sure how he feels about that and um, will, in, will put Spyglass away and, and return, to the, uh, return to the helm. Okay. So you are able to uh, slip into your assigned docking space. There are – this is a very busy port, obviously, so there's lots of people that are running around. Uh, there is a dock master who, you know, as you come into port, he's waiting for some of the men and women who work the dock to secure your ship. He's got a ledger book. You know, you, you've probably been through this a thousand times where they're going to ask you what your business is, what your cargo is, kind of get it declared. What you also notice is that there's a striking figure that seems to be loitering around, not, not, not on the heels of the dock master, but certainly nearby. And the person is wearing very dark armor. 
very dark hair, slick back, has some kind of angular features, almost like hawkish, uh, which sounds familiar to someone that you've been told of recently, but not seen yourself. Uh-huh. As we're uh, sitting there, Kate, Kate will kind of give uh, Everin the, you know, the nod to, over in that direction. What What is this? What, what are you doing? You have a twitch? Is this something halflings do? Yes. Yes, it is. Doesn't that guy look familiar? Sound familiar? Um, well, he kind of looks like what Lander described to us, which that guy probably should have drowned. I mean, if that's the same guy and he's wearing, and that's heavy armor, which from here it looks like it must be, like, there's no way he would have survived. He'd have to be as strong as Cranthon to be able to swim in that armor this distance. And how would he beat us here? Magic? Well, Lander said he shot laser beams out of his eyes, so it's the only explanation. Or just multiple people that look like him. I mean, hey, we've got multiple mage hounds, you know. That's some new kind of magic I've never seen before. Hmm. He's skulking around. Does he appear to be looking at things? Uh, yeah, he he's not, like, hiding Would from the Dockmaster. You think that he's kind of with the Dockmaster, he's just not on his heels. So he's standing a bit of a way back, but as the Dockmaster is moving, he's moving with him. So he's not like, the, the Dockmaster is clearly aware he's there, but he's not interrupting what the Dockmaster is doing. Is he by himself? Yes, there's no one else around him. Uh, the other people kind of give him a wide berth. So, I mean, they, they don't like treat him like a, like a leper, but people are clearly going out of their way to not necessarily cross his path or run into him, even if it makes their job more difficult, like they're carrying boxes or whatever, they'll navigate around him. Does he look like he's inspecting the ships or something? No. Well, he, come in or? he's looking at them, but not inspecting them. If that makes, like, so yeah, It so, doesn't look like he's looking for something in the ships or something. He's not like going onto them or anything like that, okay. but he's he is definitely on the docks and he is seeing every ship that comes into port. He's looking for a specific ship. Probably the one we're about to bring <laughs> in, the one that looking like him. <laughs> if, if this is you know, really... You know how we had that discussion about crashing into the dock? <laughs> if, if this is really the guy Lander described, it's going to make getting the people, specifically Cranthon and Lander, off of that ship very tough. And I'm not even worried about Karn at this point, if this character just shows up out of the blue after we think he's dead. And so as you're having this conversation, the Dockmaster has approached your ship and he's waiting for you to lower the gangplank. Wave. <laughs> Walk over and kick the gangplank down. All right. And he uh, steps on with a, with a bit of a flourish and he makes his way up. Seems to be a pretty proper looking person, well kept. You know, he's not doing a lot of work compared to everyone else. He has his ledger book. Uh, you know, his clothes are, are not fine, but they're well made and well tailored. Uh, he flips open the book, very perfunctory, and I, you know he's clear he's done this a million times. He doesn't seem to have any particular interest in you, so he's not like staring at you intently. But he basically says, you know, name of your ship, what's your cargo, how long do you plan on being in berth? Everyone will be back several steps because Cade kicked the gangplank down, uh, and he will be standing straight up, arms behind his back, in a pretty formal fashion, and wait for Cade to answer because. As planned, Cade is the captain, and I am the owner. Well, Zach Master, uh, this is the Dark Discovery, and we don't have any cargo. In fact, we're here to pick up cargo. 
like he stops for a second when he's writing down Dark Discovery. He so he's, you see him, and then he pauses, and then he continues, and then he sort of looks around, uh, taking on crew. I assume you can tell he seems confused that you don't have more people. Yeah, nasty storm. Tragic. I'll take two steps forward. That's more than half my crew. Yes. Yeah, it'll get really somber as you said that. It was a storm, and I am not accustomed to such work. Even though I might own the ship, it is not my specialty, and the captain's been so polite in showing me how to crew a ship. Very interesting. Looks away. So there is a flat rate of 100 gold pieces for cargo. Since you don't have any, normally we, we tariff a percentage. And then there will be a 3% tariff of whatever you put onto your ship. We will need a manifest before you leave port. And it is five gold per day to dock. Okay. Sounds pretty standard. Okay. And those actually seems a little high, (laughs) actually a little high, not the per day, but the, the flat Mm -hmm. roll an insight check. I I totally think he's asking for a bribe here, but I will do that since I'm the owner and would be the normal financer. Two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's twice as good as oh, the worst result 20 okay modified. yes you very clearly this is more than double what it should be uh the three percent makes sense the per day makes sense but the hundred up front does not so you're not sure what that's related to but he clearly is asking you for more money than he should have been asking for Kate doesn't seem to realize this and he's reaching for his belt pouch uh so i will uh grab Cade's elbow or at least like hold it down to keep his arm from coming up as I step in front of him. Uh, Doc Master, excuse me, did, did you say 100 gold? Why, yes, I did say it would be 100 gold for the Dark Discovery to port. Isn't this a port of the Empire? We have never paid that much and we've only been out of port five or six days? Fortunately, our rates are pretty standard. I don't know um, why you seem to be confused. I mean, if the Dark Discovery doesn't want to port here, then absolutely, you may go. No, no, we need we need crew. This this is very fair. I've I've paid rates like this all over the Empire. Not recently. I mean, we haven't it, we haven't paid this price within a ten day. I generally take care of it. Crew, I just feel like that's steep. I mean, I am an elf. I know the Empire. And this is my ship. Kate will smile back between the Dockmaster and then back to Evern. <laughs> um, I do have work to get back to. I would. You know, I need to have an answer now. Well, it's your ship, so it's your choice. Well, sir, I will pay you the 100 gold you're asking, but I do put in formal notice and petition that this is definitely much too steep. And I will talk to your superiors about this. As soon as I'm off my vessel. I look forward to that happening. Very well. So he takes his money. (laughs) He'll put it into a pouch. Um, You guys can then disembark. About that time, the nameless ship that you two are on is is getting close to port. So you can see they're now queued up. They're probably two ships behind you. The hawkish looking man is still there. The dock master is still there. And there are some notices that are put up on, you know, a couple of like billboard type of things so that when people come to the city, they can see those. There's a couple that catch your eye. One of them indicates that mage hounds have been eliminated from the city. There are no mage hounds that are even allowed in the city limits. And there is to be a formal execution of one Lori Ellen Koo 
in three days for piracy. It's going to be a big affair. Well, Kate will see that in for a second and he'll go, huh. Hey, Everin. <laughs> All right. So at that point, we'll cut over to you, you guys. So you are polymorphed or alter self to look like what you remember this person looking like. Yes. And while I'm doing that, I've instructed the crew to sing sea shanties for me <laughs> as we have been piloting the ship. Okay. So where is Cranthon while this is happening? I'm on the deck looking out. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new world. <laughs> I'm strapped to the uh, hull. <laughs> sea breeze in my face. Um, I guess I'm just going to be like inside the captain's quarters, but at a point where the door will be open so that I can see him manning the ship or piloting the ship. And then if he needs help, then I'll come out. But basically, I'll just be concealed in the pilot's cabin. All right. So so Merrick is the one who's actually captaining the ship because most of his crew that survived the Iron Maiden is the one that's crewing the ship. But you're like the figurehead. I'm pointing at Lander. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want you to roll me a d20. This is to see how accurate you are at imitating this person that you only saw for a brief few seconds. I got a six. Okay, great. I want to use a fade chip. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I do this expertly. Yeah, so you look exactly like them. Not the armor, though, because there, there was no other armor. Does your spell let you create or illusion armor uh. also? Uh, we'll say no. Yeah, because I don't think it does. I'd have to look it up, but so you I look say no. exactly like that person, but obviously you don't have the armor on. Now I need to roll me a perception check. Oh, great! This is my good roll. Seventeen. Wait, no, perception's negative one. Six. Sixteen. Fifteen. Okay, still good enough. You're now one behind. Uh, you see the ship that I described to them earlier. You, you. I don't know if you remember. The albatross from in the stories to know the, the importance, but you see there's a ship there. There's bodies being hung from it. It looked clearly like some sort of pirate warning. Uh, you look over, you see the dark discovery has been docked. You're going to be like two slips down from it. And then you see a very familiar looking figure. They're kind of far away, but their armor and just the dark of the hair and their features very burned into your brain in a way. Right. Almost like laser being burned into your brain. That person or someone looks exactly like them is on the dock looking towards your ship. All right. So we're pulling into Porter. We're in line. Sea shanties are being sung. And I stop the whole crew. And then I say, Cranthon, come here. Cranthon. Yes. So he will walk out. What is it? What do you see? That guy has laser beam eyes. He's the one that almost killed me the other day. So I will look at the immaculate copy of this guy and i will say you might want to change <laughs> <laughs> before he sees you i'll yell to the crew you guys all have this i'm going to go to my quarters do not disturb me i have lots of paperwork to fill out and i'm going to go back there and uh turn back into my normal self okay uh so we'll cut back over quickly to kate and everin since you know Hawkman, is what we'll call him for now, is on the dock, and you know your ship's coming in, is there anything you would be doing or trying to do to, like, give them the heads up, or are you just going to watch and see what happens? <laughs> bird noise! Bird noise! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we can't exactly uh, pull out the comm link and let them know what's going on. Uh, um, you, you don't have a sending scroll by chance, do you, Cade? No. 
No, I don't. That would be that would be a good thing to invest in next time. Yeah, I'm, I'm fresh out too. Actually, I'm a sorcerer. I can catch. Oh, <laughs> nope, no, no, no. You, you can try. Roll d twenty. Okay. You better get a twenty-two. Twenty-three. You're not able to cast a spell. I don't cast a spell. <laughs> but I think a message to you guys. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. I feel like somebody was trying to tell me something. <laughs> Just uh, for a second. So, what are the chances you think that guy's waiting for their ship to dock? Um, pretty good. Any chance uh, we can get in his way and slow him down? Yeah. You know, you wanted to talk to his superior, and he looks like a superior if I've ever seen one. Oh, I hate your bad <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Cranton is also going to go back into the... He's not staying out there now that he sees the Birdman guy. You know, it's really odd. No mage hounds allowed on the island? How do they get away now. with that? I don't know. This is the only place in the Empire that we've been, that I've ever heard of, that doesn't allow mage hounds in a city. I mean, most big cities like this have at least one just for emergencies, and yet they're not even allowed off a ship if they come in. That's the strangest thing I've heard lately, besides this guy surviving, potentially drowning. How would they stop them? Well, not everyone is like ours. Good point. So, Hawkman. Yeah, um, I was just thinking that maybe we could get in his way and argue about Cargo, but if you insist, I... Uh, well, you know, I, I got nothing. We got no cargo. He doesn't look like he needs cargo. Everin leads, and he will keep his hands behind his back, and he will walk down the gangplank very properly, and as he goes down, he will nod for Kay to follow, and he will stop at the end, look around, and intentionally make a beeline toward the Hawkman. All right, so, Lander, from yes. the captain's quarters, you can still... You can still see the dock. Yeah, you have a bit of a sight line. You probably would have a better one because you're taller. And you see that this Hawkman seems to be looking towards your ship. You're not sure if he's actually looked at you specifically, but he's certainly looking at them. And then you see Cade, or you see two figures, a short person, and a start interacting with them. What happens? God, I don't know. Run the ship aground. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> hey, we're here to help. Burn. <laughs> Just right into the dock. Okay. We don't have a mage hound. <laughs> oh, you really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, I see Everin approaching Hawkman. He's being very boisterous and pointing at him. And they're yelling about something with payment. And I, I can't quite make out what it is. But he's like harassing him, pointing his finger at him. And Hawkman is just like throwing up his arms, not really caring and telling him to go away. He's like, I, it looks like he's like saying, I, I have nothing to do with that. Leave me alone. Flock off. Flock off. And then Cade comes up behind Everin and is trying to pull him away. And then Everin turns around, accidentally knocking Hawkman into the water. <laughs> okay. This is the third gangplank we've lost. <laughs> <laughs> they don't stay long. Yeah. So you, uh, you're interacting with Hawkman. You're trying to trying to get in his way. He doesn't care. He's all but ignoring you, except when you won't let him. Like, you're getting his face. He's getting very frustrated, but he doesn't lose his cool, but you can see it in, in his eyes. He's getting angry. And they even start to maybe glow a little bit. Cade realizes that this is just not going well. Time for plan B. But somehow, and there's a little bit of shuffle, there's a loud splash. <laughs> and he gets knocked 
off the dock and into the water. Uh, several of the dock people all sort of stop, drop what they have in their hands, and they rush over and they just kind of look over the edge. Nothing to be seen. Cade, what, what, what did you do? Do you think I could knock him in full plate mail into the water? Well, I was yelling at him one second and then he was in the water the next. I figured you, what did you do? I, I, I know nothing. Everyone will walk over um, and kind of stand behind Sergeant the guys Schultz. that are um, looking down over the edge of the, and just kind of like, you know, stretch his neck out and look over to see if he can see anything else. Do you guys see anything? There's several, uh, you know, dock workers, not kids, but like young teenagers, boys and girls wearing raggedy, you know, like homespun clothing. And they all seem to like be looking at you for some sort of guidance. Like they're they're looking at you, then they look at the water, they look at you, and they they need someone to tell them what to do. Uh, oh my, I, I, I'm so sorry my comrade knocked him into the water. I, hurry, someone right jump in and, and save him. I mean, he's in uh, that heavy armor. I, I don't know that he'll be able to swim. Did Cranton see him go in? Sure, yeah. Because I think Cranton needs to get permission to get into the city, so he's going to help somebody. It's about to be an underwater battle between Cranton and Hawkeye just doing it out under sea. I hope he uses magic. <laughs> Back to work. Nothing to see here. Back to work. So when, when you say someone needs to jump in, uh, one of them takes a coil of rope and like hands it to one of the other ones, ties it quickly around their waist, and the young lady... Like dives in. That a boy, and I'll try to like slap him on the shoulder and completely. Girl. Uh, girl. That a girl, and I'll slap her on the shoulder. She goes to dive and completely screw up her. Dive so she does like she, a like, belly, belly buster. <laughs> you work on a dock. What kind of dive was that? <laughs> she like shakes her fist at you, then she starts trying to, to swim under. The dock master comes up and like, what is going on? Guy fell in the water. You again, sir. I came to talk to your superior who was clearly standing here doing nothing. The next minute, I uh, my associate here turns around, and the next thing I know, he's in the water. He just sort of looks at you. A second later, the girl pops up. I, I can't see him. It's, I, don't, I don't see anything down here. I think he's gone. The quartermaster's like, I think we need to get the guards here. Someone round up some of the city watch. We'll, we'll get this straightened out. I'll go get him. Not you. <laughs> well, you said someone. You well, stay. I mean, you the, stay. No, he he's the one that knocked him in the water. He ought to go get him. No, he needs to stay here. We can and, tell him Until what we happened. go get the guards. So you need to stay here. About that time, your ship is just getting ready to pull into the slip. All right. So are you going to jump in the water? No. Okay. Cranton is going to go to his quarters, go to his disguise kit, and he's <laughs> going to put on a large cloak. He's going to go from ship A to ship B. <laughs> No. Do you Seriously. have the straw mustache? Yeah. Seriously, people, this is legit. <laughs> he is going to disguise himself to look like a cleric draped in robes that cover him completely. He's going to wear like leather gloves so that they can't see his hands or whatever material we said they were made out of. Metalist? Uh, yeah. Metal. And he's going to wear boots and he's going to wear like cleric what garb, size basically. Boots? I, like, I gotta know. What size boots are these? Eleven D. <laughs> um, but yeah so he's going to just go down and start that way basically he can go out onto the island because otherwise he realizes it's going to look suspicious with a mage hound just walking around yeah so so you don't know about the mage hound prohibition yet but just in no. general you have in the past used disguises when yeah. you're going about your business so let's do a 20 again you can't fail but it just depends on how good you roll how well the disguise is working Oh my god, please roll. So, <laughs> so higher is better. 
15. So you think you've done a pretty good job. You're checking yourself out in the mirror. You don't see any obvious places. I mean, you're still a hulking figure. So you're not going to pass for human necessarily. Maybe like an Andre the Giant sized human. The lie. Yeah, possibly like a half giant or something. So you're still going to stick out, but you're not going to be immediately noticeable. Oh, look, there's a mage hound. But there's like, what the fuck is that? You know, that's that's still going to happen. <laughs> you pull into port about this time. The dock master says, you two stay here. He turns and walks and heads towards your ship. Seeing him approach, I get the leash and collar out for Albie and make sure he looks presentable. Um, you notice actually Albie starting to lose some feathers. <gasps> like, not quite mangish, but there's clearly a lot of, like, he's molting. Is he sick? He doesn't seem to be sick, but there definitely, something's, something's happening with him. Oh no, poor little guy. What's so he's wrong? Like, he's kind of like scratching and Poison feathers. swordfish. Coming out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <Kate> poisoned <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, remember the, the, the poison oh. No, that is not what happened okay. That's totally what happened <laughs> That's totally what happened <laughs> So so you, you got Albie there So the dog master that. comes on And much like before, he's very perfunctory He doesn't really seem to know or care He just flips open the book, asks for the name of the ship Cargo, how long you'll be in, in port Merrick is the one who's talking to him So he's answering those questions there's a little bit of back and forth, and then you see Merrick hand over a little bit more gold than you would have expected. Um, like a hundred more gold than I would Hard expect? to tell from here, but a hefty bag was, was changed hands. Okay. And then Merrick will come back. I think we're good for a few days. I don't want to stay here too long. And he did mention there was something about mage hounds, that they're not allowed in the city. Just so you know. Because you know we have a bunch of mage hounds on board. <laughs> Just saying. So... I'm going to stay here on the ship, make sure that we are ready to go at a minute's notice. You go do what it is ever you are going to do. Uh, how long do you want me to wait before I head back? I paid for five days, but if things are getting a little crazy. So have I come back up yet? Yeah, yeah you can be there. Okay. So I, I say five days unless you hear from us sooner. All right. Try to stay out of trouble. We'll do. All right. So what are, are you guys staying there while people go get the guards? Because keep in mind, the Dogmaster does know who you are and what yeah. ship you're on. So if you do run away, it's not like... Yeah, it's not so like we're going to be on Did you just send Joe Schmo that was standing around looking to go get the guards? Yeah, there's just like one of the other dock kids runs off into the further into the city. Uh, well, Everett is going to secretly pray that the kid gets distracted in the market and uh, doesn't make it to the guards. But if he does, he has, uh, he has four chips... Uh, that he's going to use one to change the name of the ship, <laughs> two to make sure the guard doesn't know anything about us, three. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will. Um, nobody's watching us, and the guards aren't there yet. I say we just go about our normal business and go act like we're going to look for some crew. But we'll go in the well, wait. The dockmaster was he knows went to their ship, are. right? Yeah. So I was going to say we should probably go the opposite direction, but that doesn't help them. Right. So I mean. Basically, right now, he's not in front of you going into the city. Uh, Cade, uh, idea? What? Should we Should we leave? Well, uh, if, if we leave, we won't be here to spring our clever trap. So, But if we leave, we also won't meet the guards. I'll handle the guards. It'll be okay. Okay, so... Um, y- you go do your thing, I'll handle the guards. It'll be just fine. Wait, my thing is smuggling. What thing are you talking about? Helping them thing. Do you think me going anywhere near that dockmaster is smart at this point? Bad math. No. (laughs) 
How many times? Okay, so when we get back on board the ship and all said and done, we're going to have to go over math with you again. I know <clears> it's been a while. Sorry, I'm still clearly distracted by the albatross. Um, and, you know, it's information about Lori being hanged in three days. That, Wait, what? That... Uh, huh? Isn't that who you were looking for? Yeah. Why yeah. didn't you say something sooner? I... <sighs> you, we were too busy throwing someone off of a dock, apparently. Well, that wasn't my idea. Oh, my God. Our pl- we. How did we go from just capturing one crooked captain to now taking care of a whole laundry list of things while we're here? It's almost I, like the plot escalated like, in some weird like, way. Really? It's like someone had narrative like plot someone... control somehow. <laughs> Who gave that to Lander? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are you staying for the guards or are you going to sneak off? Hey, go find crew. Go find some cargo. Uh, okay. It, to, it helps with our cover story. And I'll deal with the guards. Okay. Everin will walk to, like, is there like a dock house or like a... Um, uh, well, there's like you know, there's like a warehouse where goods are coming in and out. Uh, most of the cargo in the docks have already been assigned to a ship, uh, but you could certainly ask around for crew or for you know where you can hire on other cargo type of a thing. There there will be, be someone there that can direct you. Yeah, I want to go to like the port house or something like that and um, see if they have a list of anyone awaiting uh, cargo transport. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.